guys, how's it going? Welcome back to the Front 3 chat. This is definitely not a fucked up introduction. I definitely didn't fuck it up 30 seconds ago, but we roll. Uh, this is, of course, the podcast where you have three gentlemen sat in front of a camera chatting absolute bollocks. But today, we're not even three, and we're not even three gentlemen. We've got the wonderful, is it the Football Terrace's very own, and soon to be Talk Sports very own, Maya no, no, Gray. No, no, no. Maya, how are you doing? Talk oh, yeah, I'm good, thanks. How are you? Very good, very good. And a very yeah. pixelated Jack Gill. Jack, how are you, mate? <laughs> very pixelated. Liam, you said something there that I don't think is meant to be said. I, I don't want to get my ear in trouble here. What did you say? I didn't say anything. <laughs> I'll hear when I listen back. Yeah, we, we, we'll just gloss over that. Anyway, we've got Maya here because we, we needed views, really, and, and you're very popular. So <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. She's a very good friend of the channel and of all of us. Um, so we thought, what better option to have on our first guest appearance so congratulations you are the first guest on the front three chat thank you i feel very very honored i don't know why you feel honored but congratulations <laughs> anyway um it would be pointless having you here and not talking about spurs so we're going to start there um go on then we'll just let you tell us how spurs are going to win the league i don't think we are um if i'm being honest i think liverpool are um but really? i do think uh, yeah but i do think we'll be up there um before the season started, I said that Spurs would finish fifth. I'm eating my words now because I think that we will now at least minimum finish top four um, and get Champions League football. I can see why people are putting Spurs into title contention because Jose Mourinho is our manager. He is a proven winner. You know, we've started the season well. I can see all the reasons why. Harry Kane, Hyunmin Son, it, it makes sense. But I just don't know if we have a sustainable um, squad. I don't know if Harry Kane maybe gets injured in the new year. That's it, it's over. I don't know a lot of things. Whereas Liverpool, they're proven winners. I do think they will want to retain their title more than anything. And even with all these injuries, that probably is just giving them more of a reason to want to, to retain their title. But... I do think Spurs will be up there. Yes. Um, I mean, the others can jump in with any questions as they as they think of any. But you mentioned the um, the fact that you don't think you have a, a sustainable squad. Where do you think your squad's lacking then in order to be a title contender? And do you think they'll address that in January? Well, this is the problem. If Toby Alderweireld hadn't have got injured the other day, I probably would have been a lot more confident than I am. Obviously, we brought in Joe Roden. Um, but we didn't want him. We wanted an established big European centre-half that could that could be a, a very creditable replacement if this did happen. Um, now we're sort of a few weeks in and we're relying on a championship defender. Um, mm. Don't get me wrong, he could come in and be world-class. We don't know. Um, but I just think when I say sustainability, things such as, like I just mentioned, if Harry Kane or Human Son get injured, it's game over, I think, for us. And we both know that Harry Kane is very capable of getting injured. So even though I do think our squad depth this year is the best it has been in years, if we still do get one of those, have one of those key players pick up an injury, it really could be quite detrimental for us. Make a good point. I think Kane and Son 
sort of, I don't want to say carrying your team because they're not really, because everyone's performed well. But I still think if you lose either of them, it, yeah. it becomes it becomes a tough one. Um, Gilly, I'll, I'll go to you next. Uh, we were, when we previewed, obviously, um, City against Spurs, or Spurs against City, whatever it was, I can't remember who it was at home. Uh, we said that it was the beginning of three games where sort of Spurs need to go and kick on to really show what they're going to achieve this season. What did you make of them against City and going forward against Chelsea and Arsenal, their next games? What are you expecting from them? Um, it's It was a typical Mourinho performance, mate. It was exactly how I expected Mourinho to line up. It was exactly how I think Mourinho wanted the game to go. Um, you know, they got that early goal. City were, were quite poor, I think, but it, it, all credit to, to Mourinho. He, he did exactly what he wanted to do and came away with the three points. Um, I think Maya makes a good point, and, and we spoke about this a few weeks ago with Spurs. Um, I think if they keep their squad fully fit, which it doesn't look like they will be able to this season, they're title contenders. They absolutely are. They have world-class players from back to front. Son and Kane are, are blowing everyone away at the minute. It's all clicking for uh, Tangai and Dombele, who I think is is a quality, quality player, and things didn't, didn't go right for him last season, really. Um, and they now they've got Mourinho in, the defensive side of them seems to be a lot better than before too. So, you know, I think you have to put them uh, in, in mind for the title. But uh, like I said, this season injuries are inevitable. Um, and though they have good squad depth, um, I, I fear for Tottenham when they start to get injuries. The fact that they're playing Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday a lot this season. But nonetheless, I think, as, as Maya mentioned there, I think this season will be a good one for Tottenham fans. I think... I certainly believe that this will be a, a season where they, they, they win at least one trophy. Um, I think Mourinho will make sure of that. And also, I think I, I can't see them finishing out the top four because they've started start the season so strongly. Um, I think for them, it's just about keeping players fit. But I was interested to hear her say uh, about, uh, obviously, them bringing in Joe Roden and, and, and seeing how he'll get on because look at Liverpool at the minute and the centre-back options we've got. They're very much, you know, defenders that you'd expect to see. If Matip or Fabinho get injured between now and the end of the season, you're looking at youngsters who who are very, you know, inexperienced. So if you put Liverpool up there at the minute, I, I feel as though you have to put Tottenham up there. Yeah, um, we'll get on to Liverpool in a minute because I, I do want to talk about them. But before that, Liam, are they going to beat... Chelsea and Arsenal going forward or do you reckon there's a slipping point coming up? The Arsenal game will be interesting. I mean, Arsenal have been struggling but for some reason I see them, I see Spurs struggling in that game. I think Chelsea, they'll sweep aside typical Mourinho fashion. Really? I just said the opposite. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Just, just the way the season's working out, I reckon it's going to be the total opposite which people expect. It's just form, the way I see form, it going. Form goes out the window in the derbies though, don't they? And yeah. That's what, that's what Liam means by that. Chelsea, mm. I think, will pull and drab. Chelsea, Lampard this season seems to be trying to sort their defence out. Uh, and in the big games, we saw them against United. He, he just shuts up shop and, and goes, you know, I prefer a point to losing. Um, so, And I think he'll do a similar thing against Tottenham. And I don't think Mourinho will mind that, that either. So I think that game will be quite boring, if I'm honest with you. I mean, we may as well ask Maya, well, what do you think is going to happen in those two games? Um, I think that... If you look at the City game and the way that we set up, um, it suited the game perfectly. It was just that I think if City, obviously they didn't, they didn't play Sterling, they didn't have Aguero. Um, and I mean, they didn't look like they could buy a goal through Ferran Torres or Jesus or Mares. They really didn't. Um, 
but I do think that Chelsea will be more clinical than City and I think that's the only difference in how the game will go I think Mourinho will set up quite similarly um but I do think that unlike City Chelsea will be more clinical when taking their chances and to be honest out of this run of difficult fixtures Chelsea wasn't the one I think I predicted out of I think it was 18 possible points from from six hard fixtures that we've got and I predicted that I'd be happy with between somewhere between 10 and 12 something like that because I didn't think we'd get any from Chelsea and I, I sh probably should be saying that but Chelsea is one that I do think we will struggle with I do think we'll pick up points against Arsenal whether it's a win or a draw but Chelsea I'm a bit more worried about yeah, I wouldn't be too worried about Arsenal. But then again, we lost to them. So what can I say? Um, before, while we're talking about City, by the way, I do need to talk about Pep because how long until the, the media start getting on his back? Because I feel like the, he's just getting away with murder at the minute. He spent more money on defenders. He's just, he's just lost a new again. contract. And he so, signed a new contract, which I don't think I don't, he'll don't see think, the end of. I don't think he'll get any pressure from the media whatsoever because, I mean, he's revolutionised well, the way we see football as English fans and whatnot. I don't. I don't necessarily think he needs to win the league. I think he's just the Champions League now. I think that needs to be the sole aim for the club. All right, then. Well, I'll ask you this then: If he doesn't win the Champions League, does he get sacked? Probably not. No, but well, whether he's deserving day. of whether he's deserving of the sack. Well, then I raise the question again: If he's not doing what he's been brought in to do, why is he still in the job? Who do you improve? How do you improve upon Pep? Well. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I can't answer that question. But the, my point being, in theory, if he's not doing what you brought him in to do, why are you keeping him in the job? No, I, th I think the thing is, um, and I think Pep said this himself at the weekend, he said that he understands at the minute the squad has their problems, but at the minute with how quick the games are coming, they're coming thick and fast, he can't improve them very quickly game by game. Um, and I think by that he sort of said, well, a, a few weeks ago, I think I posed the question, the same question to Liam, but that, that was when he didn't have a contract. I think the new contract is a bit of a statement from City that actually, if it doesn't happen this season, they want him to be able to do that. They trust that he's the man to be able to bring them the Champions League still. And I still believe that he can do it. I just think this is an off-season for City. I think they have too many problems. They didn't fix problems from last season that needed fixing. They're still getting injuries. Um, but their biggest problem, and I've, I've said this for the last year or so, without Fernandinho playing in that sixth role, they're not the same. They're not the same team. Um, they've, they've tried to replace him with Rodri, but Rodri can't play as a standalone six. He needs to play in a four-two-three-one, and that means he has to play alongside Fernandinho. Um, but when Fernandinho is not available, you know he's getting old now. They're trying to rest him as much as they can, and he's getting injured too. It really doesn't work for them. It doesn't click. Um, so I think that's the next thing City need to address. They've sorted out their back four. They've got some some very good centre backs now. The next the next um, the next way, uh, route forwards is by getting a number six in who, who can do the job that Fernandinho used to do for them. Um, but I think when they get that, they're going to become the force that they were before. But right now, that's a big part of the game. The, the, the number six in modern day football is one of the most important positions on the pitch, and at the minute, that's where it's not clicking for City. Um, on that then, any realistic targets that they, they could be looking at, do you reckon? Any, this is to anyone, not just Jack. But how many how many world-class number sixes are there other than maybe Kimmich? It makes you think as well, will they go for Kante? That's what I'm thinking. Someone like that would definitely 
but he'd improve any team in the world, 100%, I think, if he were to go in in a number six in any team, yeah. But it's whether... Um, it's for me, a lot of it is looking at the money that Pep spends and he hasn't spent it this year. So is it just a coincidence that now this year it's not it's not clicking for them? Um, if you look at the, the players that Pep inherited and the players that Pep has bought in his time at City, who has Pep coached into being a world-class player, not that he has inherited, uh, that he has bought. What world-class... So is he getting found out a little bit now that he's not spending big bucks? I don't know. It's it's hard but, to say. But he is spending big bucks still, My Just look at how much he spent on the defence still. Look at Ruby. Yeah. True, was, true. Uh, but but he, he, he had no okay. option than to spend big bucks on that defence. Yeah. And and that's that's what I think with Pep, you know that, and and that's where City get their criticism, and that's where Pep gets his criticism because, for example, you, you look at Klopp and, and the things he's done with Liverpool. It's, it's plainly obvious to see where he's taken Liverpool from. It would be the same with Jose Mourinho at the minute, but with Pep, he spends the money where you expect results. So with the amount of money he spends, you expect results. You don't expect him to break the records that he's broken since being in England and all them records. But you expect results, you expect leagues, you expect trophies. That's what you expect with the money he spends. So in, t- in that respect, it's hard to think, oh, he's, he's defying belief, he's defying expectations. But then you see the style he's brought in, like, like Liam says, whether you like it or not, Pep has revolutionised the sport in this country. He brings so many supporters. He's brought a new style to the game. He's brought so much over to England with him. Um, and there's not many managers in the world that, that do that. And we're just lucky that in the Premier League, we have so many managers that, that do do that. Um, but for me, yeah, I definitely think that's the right man for City. And, and I think he will win them the Champions League. But I think he has, before he does that, I think this season will be a write-off for him because I think he needs that number six before he can do that. I think they they tried to do that with Rodri. They thought he'd be the perfect sign and he thought he'd, they'd, he'd be the way forward. But he's not been that. Uh, and now they're going to need someone either to go alongside him or, or someone instead of him. Speaking of uh, people who have revolutionised the sport, I'd like to touch on someone who's related to Pep Guardiola. Well, not related to Pep Guardiola. He's not related to him. But someone who works with Pep Guardiola, Mikel Arteta, who's supposedly doing fantastic things at Arsenal. And yet they've not scored a goal in open play for seven hours. But... <laughs> He's the Medi- he's turned them into the Mediterranean Burnley. I've said this before, and people have <laughs> said this many, many times. <laughs> people think I'm joking. I'm not. They they can't buy a goal. Look at the form of Aubameyang recently. He's gone in and he's tried to balance them out, sort out their defence, and and he thought by doing that it made them a better side. But instead, he just parks all the men behind the ball, and it's just all defence. They they literally are a flashy Burnley at the minute, and. You know, the best it's... thing for Arsenal this season was when fucking Ozil paid for the mascot. <laughs> that, that, that's the best thing that they've had happen to them this season. No, forget that. It's when Ozil called out Piers Morgan the other day. Oh, true, yeah. Mm. The thing is, if, if this was Emery, not Liam, um, you know oh. Emery. <laughs> Emery in. <laughs> if, if this, they'd be on his back already. They'd, they'd be yeah. moaning. It, it, because he's far better, it's all, oh, look what he's doing. He's changing the game. He's, he's a young manager who... who Changes his styles. He's playing with fancy fullbacks. Nah, he's he's trash. You know, he's had time. <laughs> I, I like him. Don't get me wrong. I like what he's trying to do with Arsenal. 
but the minute he's not working and this is the this is the biggest job for Arteta now because the longer this goes on I think they've got a bit of a hard run coming and the longer this goes on the more fans are going to start turning on him something needs to change he needs to pick up some results in these next few games it wouldn't surprise me because it's the typical Arsenal thing to do to go and beat Spurs in a week or whenever it is that they play each other um, but but yeah, I, I just think at the minute it's really not clicking for them, and I think it's the style. You know, you look at that team, and and you need to get the best out of their attack whilst also sorting out their defence. You don't just need to go full part of the bus. Um, they don't have the players to do that. But I think also a big worry that we should we should probably talk about now is the training ground situations that they seem to be having, and it's it's always an Arsenal thing. Um, but obviously there was that bust up in training the other week where. Oh Jack- yeah, yeah. yeah smacking Ceballos in the face um, and then Arteta's not happy that that's been leaked to the press because it was obviously behind closed doors so it must have been a player that leaked it so they've got bigger problems than what we see on the pitch at Arsenal it's I mean, this can be built on from the red card that they got this weekend yeah. and then Tierney having a look at the, the end of the game that's, the, the thing is, is with Arsenal they're a club that's poorly ran um, from top to bottom uh, a club with players who have huge, huge egos, but not the football inability. Um, and the best player, they, they don't seem to want to play. Now, there was a mad stat the other day that Ozil obviously hasn't played since March, but I believe he is in their top three uh, players for, for chances created, which is just yeah. absolutely absurd. And, you know... I think the thing is with Arsenal, they need to bite the bullet. And what's ever happened with whatever's happened with him now, you know, he's under contract. He's paid a lot of money by him. Uh, he's paid a lot of money by the club. They need to sort it out. They need to resolve it because he's on their payroll, and he's a player that could really help them right now. So, you know, I, I think it's one of them things where it's it's a lot more than Arteta just sorting things out on the pitch. You need to do a lot to that football club, and fair play to him if he can. I mean, my thing is, you support the the local the local neighbours who probably looking at them and laughing. And um, what 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 are you thinking? Looking out inside to the club, you know, how do you feel? Do you feel worried about them at all when you play them in a couple of weeks, or are you just sort of like, oh, it's just Arsenal? I think yeah, because like we mentioned before, you've just got to you've got to understand that anything can happen in a derby. Like form goes out the window. Like anything can happen. But for me. Oh, I don't just want to say this because I'm a hater and I'm a Tottenham fan because this is just me, how I would look at it if it wasn't Arsenal. Arsenal are just a bit of a joke club and they have been for a very long time. They're a team that have struggled to get European football for a, a good while. Um, they've a te- they're a team that have off the pitch many problems with their highest paid player they're a team whose fan base are I mean just look at the Leeds game you know the Pepe abuse that that we saw on social media I think it's just a a joke and that's not me just being a hater that is me just thinking like looking at a football club and everything that goes on and off the pitch and I think you're right I don't know if Arteta's the man to 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 sort that out, I really don't. Um, sometimes I look at Arteta and I think he's a bit soft. I think that it's it's a bit it's not as much of a of a mentality issue as I think Man United is struggling from. But there is a lot of mentality involved in why it's going wrong at Arsenal. Um, 
but I think they need to, I don't, I don't know what it is. Like Jack said, it's poorly ran from the top to the bottom, to the fans, everything. I, I don't know what is going on at Arsenal. I sort of, they're one of the biggest clubs in the world. Like they, they shouldn't be in the place that they're in at the minute. The, the, their image isn't exactly helped by certain fan channels out there that no. make them they make their fan base look like idiots. I mean, I saw a video of someone reacting to the Pepe red card and they were asking the Leeds player to get yellow carded for getting headbutted. It's, I saw that, yeah, on TV. I wasn't going to name them, but cheers, mine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think everyone's seen it anyway, haven't they? They, they absolutely are a band club, you know. I think there's not much to like about Arsenal. Uh, and, you know, when Arteta came in, it clicked at first. You, you thought, you know, a fresh face. Aubameyang comes out and praises him. They win the FA Cup. But it's the same old, same old Arsenal. You know, they've now got problems again. Um, it's not going right on the pitch. Off the pitch, they've got loads of problems. You know, they've got rid of a lot of staff. Gunasaurus has, has even got the axe. Um, <laughs> and, you know, they're having issues in training. It's just it's it's just a joke, uh, and you know the the whole club from top to bottom just makes you laugh. Uh, and AFTV don't help anything. Their views are when Arsenal lose, so they're probably rubbing their hands together right now at the fact that they're they're losing on the pitch. And just looking at that, that when when your club has st- stuff like that, I just think it's just awful. Uh, and and like Maya says. You can't do anything but laugh when you hear Arsenal now. And, and when Arsenal lose, most of the world laughs and goes over and watches AFTV. So you just can't take them seriously. Well, the last one on Arsenal, I wanted to mention Aubameyang because he's just he's just not at the races at the minute. Liam, I'll ask you, um, since he signed his contract, he's not exactly been on fire. Do you think it's just a case of... Because obviously the one thing I've noticed is he's been played a lot wider now in the current mm. system for, for Arteta. Is it just that? Or do you think it's more than just... I don't necessarily think it's just him playing that position. I think it's the players around him as well. Mm. I, I think he's proven that he can score goals in this in this league. He won the Golden Boot two years ago. He's won it two years in a row. He's won it two years in a row. Yeah. In a row. He can score goals in this league. You could probably put him in City's team and probably even double his tally. I don't fucking know. Something ridiculous like that. I think he's a world-class striker. I just think the players around him are just not up to his standard and not up to Arsenal's standard. I, uh, yeah. I think um, Obama Blacklock Young will get him because I'm going to take him out of my fantasy league. And- please, <laughs> please never say the word Blacklock again. <laughs> please never say that again. That's as soon as, right there. As soon as oh. I know he's going to improve. So, you know, oh, I'm leaving the patient. Why have you still got him eating? Why are you saying the word Blacklock? <laughs> I don't want him to do well so you know I, I know that as soon as I take him out he will do well uh, you, want to you haven't got a single Liverpool player in your team have you? I've got Robertson I, I don't like putting Liverpool players in the team so um, yeah I, Speaking I of Liverpool I love a little segue I'm going to stop you because I don't want any more of this fantasy Premier League juju that you're trying on, trying <laughs> on here Um the last one on this weekend then, Liverpool, I was not expecting that result, I'm not going to lie. Even you didn't predict it, Jack, but I'll, I'll ask you first. What did you make of it? And tell us how amazing Diogo Jota is. Oh, mate, I think it was perfect. You know, there, there's not much else I can say apart from it was perfect. I think we're going to have a lot more troubles coming up and, and around the corner. 
Um, I think a lot of fans were worried uh, about this one game and then thought, oh, if, if we play well, that that's all our problems fixed. But, you know, we've got a thin squad at the minute. I was alerted to our bench before kickoff. And if you look at our bench, it's, it's laughable. Uh, and that shows how thin our squad is right now. Um, but I think being a Liverpool fan and, and seeing that game, there's so many positives to take away from it. You know, I think Curtis Jones is starting to look so, so mature and he's, he's learned a lot more to his game. And, you know, um, that midfield of him, Genie and, and, and Naby, I thought was brilliant. Um, we looked good even in the absence of, of Jordan Henderson. James Milner, um, I can never praise this man enough. You know, the things he does, just... N- it's, he doesn't even have to be on the pitch, just the effect he has to the whole squad. And then when he's on the pitch, he's 34 years old. He's covering a ridiculous amount of ground. This this man is going to look like The Rock when he's 50. Um, <laughs> he's awful. He's mental. And then like you take key players out of the team and then others just step up. Firmino, I think, has been poor at the start of the season. He was brilliant at the weekend. It seemed like he couldn't buy a goal and then all of a sudden he pops up and, and gets that one at the end. Um, even Johnny Evans is scoring great headers for us. <laughs> and then you've got um, Diogo Jota, who's just an absolute bowler. So, yeah, I, I'm just, I can't speak highly enough of the lads at the minute because I think we had a lot of injury problems. We had no Mo Salah because of COVID and everyone else just steps up. And, and that's what the young Klopp has made this Liverpool side. We were a team of winners and, and a squad of winners. And it, it goes right from the bottom all the way to the top. I'd just yeah. like to point out that before before Liam says what he's about to say, Jack actually texted me after the Liverpool game saying, we should have a debate whether James Milner is better than Paul Pogba. <laughs> I've never said fuck off quicker in my life. Liam, you I, can I carry on with what I think, I think Milner's on level with Pogba at least. Please just carry on with what you're about to say. Before one more Premier League titles. Try have an um, For Liverpool, what front three do you start next week? This front three? Well, well this is the four. This week. Um, well, th- this is what I, I, Firmino wasn't in training today. They did they do like a public training before we play in the Champions League. Firmino wasn't in training, um, and uh, according to Twitter, it's not injury related. So I assume he's going to get a rest tomorrow. Um, with that being said, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that four two four that we saw against City is the way forward because it worked. Mm. Um, and and you know, it, it, it you made Salah back, who it's just bags of goals, bags of goals every season consistently always up there and then Jota every time he's played this season he's just on fire for you so I'm just thinking what approach do you take you can't take Marnie out he's probably the second best player in the league he, he was class at Wolves um, Jota and he, he got a lot of goals for Wolves and you put him around world class players and I knew it was a good signing at the time um, what makes me smile is the fact that obviously we've got players coming back in, in the next few weeks as well Henderson will mm. be back Thiago will be back as well who I'm really excited to see um, and, you know, I, I just think, though we've had a lot of injuries, I think we strengthened in the right ways in the summer. We spoke about Pep earlier and him spending money and the fact it's taken him all this time to get the perfect defence. Klopp wanted someone who can challenge the front three. He's brought in Jota, who, you know, is more than challenging the front That's three. Start now, And I think Klopp does this constantly. Um, you know, he brought in Thiago for, for 20 million, who, you know, mm. one just- of the best. For his system, he brings in the perfect players. He's, it's, a, it's, a, it's great how he can do it over and over and over and over again. He knows what he wants and, and he gets it and he improves players in, in positions because the system just suit him and, and gives them that mentality that, that 
in the evening. You know, I think everyone looks at this Liverpool side right now and expects them to win the title. We've lost Virgil van Dijk, who's is our best player. We've lost Joe Gomez. We've lost our both our centre-backs. Trent's out for a few weeks. Henderson's out for a few weeks. I think we've had 17 injuries already this season. And we just class. So, you know, I, I think one of the things, we're, we're going to have more problems throughout the season. We are. And, you know, I, we've got a thin squad. We've got players out for the rest of the season. So we're going to struggle at times. It's not going to be like the last couple of seasons where, you know, we've, we've hardly lost the game, hardly dropped points. We are going to drop more points than usual this season. But... Right now, I'm I'm confident. I think we can go and get the title. And the only teams I'm worried about are Chelsea and Tottenham, and I think they're beatable. I mean, you mentioned you mentioned Tottenham. Maya, do you reckon Liverpool will sustain it, or do you reckon the injuries will just will just play a part? Because obviously they're going to play a part. But do you think this this resilience is it sustainable, or is there a point where you go, well, eventually they will need those players, and it will it will cost them? I think I think they've got it in them. Um, I think that Klopp has, like, I love what Jack said earlier, it's not just a winning team, it's a winning squad. Even though the squad depth isn't great in the fact that if you look to the bench and there's a bunch of 18-year-olds, I think he still has instilled a winning mentality into those 18-year-olds. And that's what I think the difference is. Um, he's an incredible manager that, that has transformed Liverpool. And I think that this will really, really prove to the world. We know that Jurgen Klopp is one of the best managers in the world, but if he goes on and wins the Premier League and defeats all the odds with this injury-riddled team, then it will really, really prove that he is elite. And I think he's more than capable of doing it because he has that winning mentality driven through every single one of his players, through his backroom staff, through the kit men. You know, I really do believe they've got it in them. I really hope they don't. Carthy, there's one of the best managers that's ever come into this game, um, Bill Shankly. You know, he, he created a dynasty at Liverpool Football Club, passed it on to Bob Paisley as assistant, who, who won a lot of trophies. Um, and for years, Liverpool were the, the best club in the world and in England and won so much. Jürgen Klopp has done exactly that. And, you know, Shankly's such a big name that I. I've always been a bit cautious comparing Klopp to, but he's come in, he's, he's brought us back up to the big club that, that we once were. And I honestly believe that when he goes, it'll, it, Pep Linders, Gerard, whoever will come in and all the foundations will still be there. You know, we've got a young team. We've got some players who are getting older um, and, and maybe, you know, we'll... I have confidence that Jurgen Klopp will be able to replace them. You know, your, your Milners, your Hendersons. When they leave, I think that that's our biggest task. Your Salas, your Firminos, your Mane's. We're going to need to replace them. But at the same time, I have absolute faith in Klopp in doing that. We've seen Diogo Jota come in at the time we were linked with Ismail Assad. The club decided no, they want Jota instead. They picked the right man because look what he's doing. Um, and you know, I think I have full faith and, and full trust in, in everything going on at Liverpool right now. I think Jurgen Klopp has done the perfect thing with this football club, and that's why I rate him so highly. And I think when he leaves the English game people will realise exactly what what kind of manager he is. And I think not only is he one of the best in the world right now, I honestly think he should be in the conversation, maybe not now, but certainly when he leaves England for, for one of the best of all time. 
I mean, let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad someone I mean, said it. Fair enough. Fair enough. You can. You'll probably be able to go to the stadium and watch your team win the league this season. But <laughs> no, he won't. Um, no, you, you think he's he's down? He's he's under contract till 2024. Um, and just, let's just see if if he's in England for a few more years, he, he carries on winning things. What you're forgetting, what you're forgetting is that Ollie's going to go good by then. <laughs> Man United are going to be back. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I'm just trying to, work. I'm just trying to imagine a, a scene where Steven Gerrard's manager of Liverpool. I can't wait for that. That's going to be hilarious. Um, right, we've come to our predictions section of this podcast. I don't remember what the predictions were last week. I didn't note them down. Um, I'll have to watch it back and figure out who's got what points. But we'll now get to do a guest table. Win. We'll do a guest table. So, Maya, you will be top of the guest table no matter what you get. Unless you get get all of these wrong. Um, So, if if you don't know, uh, you get two points for a correct... No, we said three. Three points for a correct score and one point for a correct result. So, first game, Brighton against Liverpool, not Leeds, as I put in my notes. Uh, It's Brighton against Liverpool. We'll go to Maya first. What is your prediction? I think that... Um, Liverpool will win that game 3-1 Oh, I've copied my score Jack Sorry <laughs> um, It's going to be close I like Brighton I like Graham Potter um, We're playing Wednesday and then 12.30 We never do well in those sort of games um, <laughs> I remember this I remember this last season you told us about this So, so we'll, we'll only win by six <laughs> <laughs> But, but um, Brighton don't have Tarek Lamptey which I think is key um, So Ooh. I think I think um, 8 0. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying 2 uh, 0. 2 0. Right, Liam, what's yours? 3 0, Liverpool. I'll go 3 1. Um, yeah, that should be should be an easy win for them. Next one then Everton against Leeds. I think that's a tasty game, you know. That's a tasty one. I'm going to go with a 3 2 win for Everton. I'll go with a Calvert Lewin hat trick. Why not? Jack, you That'd go. For the fantasy team. Um, 4-3 to Everton Maya 3-2 to Everton we all predicted Everton wins here and she's copied my score again have I no did you say 3-2 yeah I did (laughs) oh sorry I thought you said 3-1 it's fine fine. go on then Liam 2-0 Everton clean sheet Mm -hmm. bold I I don't know about clean sheet now Leeds look very good against Arsenal Um, they didn't score True. Yeah, I know, but Arsenal are just shit houses, aren't they? <laughs> Go on, then, that's the big one. Better defensively than Arsenal. Mediterranean Burnley. Mediterranean Burnley. Uh, Chelsea Spurs, we'll go to Maya first because well, we'll be stupid to go anywhere else first. I'm going to go 1-1. Nil-nil, boys. Nil-nil. Nil-nil. Yeah. 1-0 Spurs. 1-0 Spurs. I'm going to go 2-1 Chelsea. And then everyone will be piping off Lampard again, which I which I have no problem with, of course. Um, Southampton against the mighty Reds. I will say United are going to... Southampton are good, though, you know. You always struggle against Southampton for some reason. But we're sick away from home now, so I'm going to say 2-0 United. The mighty Reds. <laughs> um, I was going to say the tricky Reds, but I've already been told off for that, so... 3-1 Southampton. Behave! 3-1! Yeah. 
Carry on, next one. Maya, go on. Uh, 2 0 Southampton. What? We're not. Oh, this is this, this ridiculous. Go on, Liam. 1 0 Southampton. I know. I, I'm clearing up the points here. I know. I noticed we've discussed all the weekend's big talking points apart from the fucking farcical VAR at uh, Old Trafford. Because because that was going to be mentioned in the fraud focus video because I know oh. who your fraud is already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so we'll, we'll we'll gloss over that. Plus, the game was shit. No one wants to talk about that. Um, what what was my other game? Oh, Arsenal Wolves, the the, the calamitous Arsenal. Um, go on, we'll go to Maya first because she's a Spurs fan. She wants to predict a six 0 Wolves win. Um, I think it will be either a Wolves win or a draw. I just don't see Arsenal if they couldn't. If they couldn't put out a performance against Leeds, then I don't see them putting one out against Wolves. Um, I'll go, and I, I can't actually see them scoring. Like, where are they going to? Like, where is a goal going to come from? Um, I'm going to go one nil Wolves. Arsenal are not putting out. That's what she said. Go on, Jack. I think um, Mikel Deitch Arteta. Uh, we'll, we'll do a job over them and uh, a 1 0 win. I think it'll be close. Wolves are struggling for goals this season, too. So, you know, I think, yeah, I yeah, think it'll be, be great. You know, Hashtag Mediterranean Burnley. Yeah. <laughs> Liam, what are you saying then? One apiece. Yeah, I was going to go the same 1 1. Um, yeah, lovely little mid table clash there, except Barcelona not even mid table. Are they? Where are they in the league? 11th? 12th? 12th. Twelfth, they're just on the higher than City. Yeah, but City have a game in hand, don't they? Yeah, yeah, they're against Villa. It's slapped. (laughs) (laughs) Right then. Uh, Yeah, so that is our. Yeah, he is. I said this in our video when we spoke about whether he's not, but you know. Yeah, but does he he have a neural outside Stamford Bridge like Mason Mount? No, he doesn't. True. Does Mason Mount have a mural outside Stamford Bridge? Oh dear. (laughs) Southgate no. did it the other day. <laughs> <laughs> Southgate did it the other day. Um, yeah, so that's all our predictions. Uh, before we end the podcast, we've—I was supposed to do this on the last podcast, but I didn't. Uh, we tried to end the podcast on something not football-related. So, if anyone's got any current events, anything interesting outside of the world of football, do share in the next three or four minutes. It's very hard when we're all inside, Carthic. Well, um, there, there's a bit of news. Then we're all going to get. Out of lockdown next week. Yeah, well, I think the the best news of this week is that they've got that vaccine in Oxford or something, haven't they? So mm. hopefully, most of this will be done by Easter. But um, yeah, that's a bit of a positive. Uh, fans are back in stadiums too. Um, so you know, small steps there. Um, but yeah, there's there's not much to talk about right now. It seems like Donald Trump is actually finally moving out of the White House. Um, he's actually given up on all the bollocks that he was chatting the other week so yeah actually fingers crossed things are starting to look a bit brighter for the next few weeks hopefully tell you what since she's here and she's not going to be in the next video Maya tell us who if anyone who would your fraud of the week be my fraud of the week um throwing her under the bus there carpet I know but it's just, I don't see? even know mine I'm, I'm like that I, I, I thought like you were going to ask her all about a new job and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> no. Who's your Ash, I'm, get, I'm getting to that. Shut up. Um, I'm going to go with Riyad Mahrez. Um, Why? 
guy uh, did you not see jose Mourinho's post today with um regular no something to do with the fact that he had a bet with Regulon and if he lost the bet then he would have to to buy him something and there's rumors that the bet was if Riyad Mahrez didn't get past Sergio Regulon then he would buy him something and he didn't get past him him once in the game um so Riyad Mahrez for me yeah fraud 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 boy Fraud boy, <laughs> that's a new one. Right, before we end the show, then I'll throw the floor over to Maya. Uh, she can tell you all where to find her, where to find her stuff, what she's going to be doing next. So I will give you the full screen. Ooh, Fancy, exciting. go on, where everyone can find you. Um, yeah, so it's at Maya Graham on all socials. I am doing so much YouTube and podcast work at the minute, just jumping on so many people's channels, talking about Tottenham and just football in general. So keep an eye on my Twitter. I am always tweeting. Um, I also host my own show on the Football Terrace on YouTube. That's on a Friday at seven. It's a female panel show. So we always want to see women striving and doing well in football. So I have three regular girls that come up come on and um and join me and then i'm joined by a different guest each week we just talk about all things football um and yeah maybe catch me in the next few years on the radio talk sport who knows yes it's talk sport liam nothing else okay yeah, that's what i said it's not what you said it might, it it might come off different because of the whole connection oh. shit and whatnot but um... oh that's what he says anyway um <laughs> thank you for watching the front three chat thank you to maya for coming on taking the time to to come on the show to to entertain all 10 of our viewers we hopefully <laughs> have doubled to 20 now that she's on here um so to all 20 of you watching make sure to like comment and subscribe to the channel make sure to share the video because sharing is caring in this Troubled, troubled time. Uh, and until next time, we shall keep time bollocks. See you in a bit.